Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Hello everybody and welcome to the Box Score Breakdown for Wednesday the 20th of January 2021. I am Mr. Jolly of Sydney and my partner, the other host, is Scotty Harland. He is aka the Harlander, H-A-R, Lander, uh, on Twitter, the Harlander 23. In fact, you can guess it was Michael Jordan that he loved when he was growing up, the bandwagoner, probably 10, 11 years old, getting into Michael Jordan winning the championships in the 1990s. Uh, I won't tell you when I got into Michael Jordan because that might date me a little bit. Shout out to the big knobs from Hoopball, Aaron Bruski and Dan Vesperus from Fantasy NBA Today podcast as well. Uh, go over to Hoopball, hoop-ball.com and get involved. One of the best things going in the fantasy NBA world. Today, you just have me. It's Mr. Jolly and you in an intimate box score read. And gee, there was a lot of stuff going on today in the NBA, wasn't there? A very exciting day to follow the NBA and a very exciting day indeed to be uh, a fantasy basketball manager. Huge topics. It was Colin Sexton going absolutely wild on the nets, of course. It was Cole Anthony shouting, Rook calls game on the poor, unfortunate Minnesota Timberwolves. I mentioned on the last show that I hosted, there's probably no one unluckier in basketball than Minnesota uh, when a rook shooting about 30% from the field calls game on you, you're probably in very big trouble, aren't you? Uh, the Nets' big three looks mammoth. Um, if Joe Harris had hit a few shots today instead of going two for 10, and he has been amazing with his field goal percentage, by the way, they probably won that game, but uh, they don't play a lot of defense. Uh, and it's probably, uh, even once they get used to playing with each other, there's going to be some very high-scoring action in their games, we imagine, which is good for people perhaps like me, who actually have a team with all three of the big three in it. I got a team with Kyrie and uh, uh, Kevin Durant and James Harden, uh, obviously before the season started, and now they've ended up together. So let's hope that they keep cooking. Uh, shout out to the guys who play in that sleeper league with me. Uh, of course, as well, other storylines from today, Andre Drummond uh, only played about 20, I think it was 26 minutes or something. He looks like he might be in a timeshare with Jared Allen. It was Larry Nance playing 40 minutes over there. That's one story we need to follow. Uh, other stories, Clint Capella, my goodness, he's probably the cover star. He had a 25 multiplied by 25 multiplied by five game, 26 points, 25 rebounds and uh and five blocks. My goodness. Uh, Trey Young got his mojo back. He had a ridiculous dagger to win the game. Kelly Olynyk. Now, it's pretty weird when you're announcing Kelly Olynyk as one of the exciting moments of the day. But if he gets dropped after a bad game or two, as long as he's starting for Miami, you've got to go and grab him. And we'll look at his lane a bit, line a bit later. He was uh, pretty amazing. Other storylines possibly worth following in the NBA at the moment are the post games. There were two more games postponed today. Plus, we found out that the Wizards uh, game that was going to be on Friday will also be postponed. So 
Look, um, we can have a look at the, the Wizards right now. They've played either three or four or five less games than the other teams in the East. Uh, I am holding on to guys like Rolo, Robin Lopez, who I, I got hold of after the injury to Tommy Bryant, even though they've not been playing, taking a bit of a hit because they've got to play those games at some time. Uh, one thing I would warn about, though, is going overboard with this because we don't know what's going to happen later on in the season. So I think we stick to this rule of you try not to have anything more than two blokes from one team on your team because you never know when there's going to be PPDs. And if you've got two, like I've got some leagues where I've got Aiton and um, uh, Trevor Booker, uh, sorry, Booker, or I've got um, Devin Booker, Trevin Booker, Trevor Booker, there you go. <laughs> or I've got uh, Devin Booker and, and Aiton together, or I've got Aiton and Chris Paul in a couple of teams. Consider trading one of those guys away because if you've got two of your top five guys and they get hit by COVID, then um, you're, you're going to be in trouble. And if that happens in the fantasy playoffs and it doesn't happen to the opposition, you probably lose. So, Really, among your top five or six guys, you definitely want um, to have maximum of one from each team, in my opinion. Let's jump into the box scores from uh, a very exciting evening. We'll start with that big three where Brooklyn played against Cleveland. And my goodness gracious, this is possibly the most exciting game in Cleveland since LeBron James was there. They have won by 147 games <laughs> points. I've lost my mind here because it's such a huge score to 135 and it was Colin Sexton, the sex man, who just went in and uh, lit them up like a big night on the tiles because uh, he went off, didn't he? But let's start with the Brooklyn Nets because they're the away team. That's normally how we start. Kevin Durant, 38 points, 12 rebounds, eight assists, one steal, four blocks, 12 for 25 from the field. He's inside the top five on a per-game basis now. And has there been a better comeback from an Achilles injury in any sport in history? If this keeps up, uh, you'd probably say not many. Uh, if you've got an eye, if you've got one for me, jump on Twitter, uh, Twitter where I'm Mr. Jolly of Sydney and let me know. You'll see this post being shared onto my page or come over and get involved with our Facebook group and let us know about that. Uh, also for the Brooklyn Nets, of course, the other parts of the big three, James Harden, he had 21 points, he had 10 rebounds, he had 12 assists, he had two steals. Uh, didn't get any blocks, which is unlike him because he normally nabs one. He only had 14 shots and he was 6 for 14 from the field. I have a feeling that he just wanted to sort of maybe get Kyrie Irving going. Uh, Kyrie had a massive night, 37 points. Uh, He only had three assists. They're probably going to fall off a bit for him with James Harden there, of course. Uh, He did have three blocks, though. Now, he was exposed a bit on defense, um, but he's probably going to get those defensive cats for you, isn't he? Because people are putting so many shots up right in his face. Now, uh, what's his name? Sexton hit four or five of those threes, and that kind of cost the Nets the game in the end. But he's grabbing a surprising number of uh, defensive category stats as well. He was 15 from 28 from the field. That's really nice efficiency, isn't it, on huge volume. He's been very good there all season. He was four or five from the line. The aforementioned Joe Harris was not very good. He was toilet, as they say in the trade. He was two for 10 from the field and two for seven from deep. Uh, He did have nine rebounds, though, and he played 40 minutes. So, look, if he has a couple of bad games, you don't drop Joe Harris. He's not a streamer yet. I think he's definitely a hold because even in 10 shots, he's probably going to hit, you know, three or four threes for you on most nights and be good. Speaking of good, it was Colin Sexton, the sex man himself, who just went off. This was erotic and exotic. He He had 42 points. He had five rebounds, five assists, two steals, one block, five for 11 from deep, 16 
for 29 from the field in his 38 minutes. The only part that was a bit uh, less than nice was his five for nine from the three throw line. Colin Sexton is exciting. Uh, he's now on a per game basis inside the top 30. He probably finishes in the top 60. Uh, maybe he drops off a little bit of a tick when uh, Garland comes back. Uh, but, gee, you're very happy with where you drafted him, aren't you, because of the value that he is returning. Another guy who's returning value is Larry Nance Jr. He had 45 minutes in this double overtime thriller. He had 15 points. He had eight rebounds. He had five assists. He had four steals. He does stuff those stat categories for you, doesn't he? Is he a bit of a sell high? I don't know. If you think Andre Drummond is going to keep getting only 25 minutes when he's playing with Jarrett Allen, uh, who had 31 minutes, obviously a little bit inflated by overtime, but it was Andre Drummond who got squeezed by the addition of Allen rather than Larry Nance. Andre Drummond, in his 25 minutes, he had just 13 points. He had seven rebounds, three assists, and one steal. had four turnovers, only 13 shots in his 25 minutes. Now, this is a big change from just a few games ago might even be two games ago where he had that 30 and 25 night or whatever it is. I reckon he was a sell high. He might still be a sell high. Can you try and get rid of him? I would think seriously about cashing him in for a second rounder. I saw someone traded him for uh, Damian Lillard. My goodness, that is an absolute steal because I reckon Drummond's He's, there's no way he's going to maintain what he did earlier in the season now with these with the three centers there. Like whatever happens, even if Larry Nance gets squeezed, they're all going to get squeezed a little bit. Whatever happens one way or the other, Andre Drummond, sell, sell, sell. You heard it here, maybe first or maybe second, depending on who else you listen to. Chetty Osman had 25 points. He had seven rebounds. He had seven assists. He was four for nine from deep. Chetty. When Chetty Osman gets uh, 52% from the field on 17 shots, you know, it's time to get a lottery ticket. I dropped him. I don't know about you guys. I picked him up in a few places. I streamed him, but then I dropped him because, frankly speaking, um, he, he's just his field goal percentage just is awful. So Chetty Osman, uh, I don't know. You can stream him. You can pick him up if you want, but don't buy into this field goal percentage. Damian Dotson, Torian Prince, Isaac Okoro, all of these guys – I would say they have minimal value. They're only streams if other guys are injured. And we wait to see what happens when Garland comes back. The second game of the evening was my Dallas Mavericks. And I say my because I've got them in a 30-team league. And boy, they are fun. 124 points to 112. They ran out winners over the Indiana Pacers. And it was Luka Doncic. Uh, well, actually, it was Porzingis with the big... Uh, game. He had 27 and 12, which were his best marks for the season. And if you stashed him in a few leagues, as I did, you are laughing like a fat spider with your fingers. Or legs crossed a little bit, I guess, because uh, you just hope that he stays healthy for the whole season. Uh, Luca, let's start with him. His line was 13, 12 and 12, a triple-double. He only had three turnovers in his 30th career triple-double. For those of you who care, he's now tied with Ben Simmons as the 14th most in the history of the NBA. Of the current players, only Russ uh, LBJ, Harden, Jokic, and Rondo have more. Now, as I mentioned, it was Kristaps Porzingis who stole the show, of course. 27 points, 13 rebounds, four assists. He did have one block. He was 12 for 15 from the field. You love that field goal percentage. And, of course, uh, we expect him to finish probably inside the top 40 on a per-game basis, maybe even higher. He could get into that um, third round because of the blocks and the field goal percentage, uh, as well as all the other stuff that he does. You just hope that he... Stays healthy, of course, as I mentioned earlier. Also, for the Dallas Mavericks, there are other guys who play basketball. You wouldn't know it some of the times, but Trey Burke, he had 22 points. 
He had one rebound. He had three assists, nine for 16 from the field. Jalen Brunson had 19 points. He had three rebounds and four assists. He was eight for 13 from the field. And of course, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. had 19 points, three rebounds, two assists, one steal, six for 13. When all of those guys shoot higher than 46%, you know uh, it's all your birthdays coming at once because they do blow a little bit hot and cold. Uh, you feel like you want to drop them because they shoot badly sometimes. Trey Burke, especially, he's had three dodgy games in a row. Before that, he had a massive game, and now he has a massive game again, uh, probably as well. Once uh, Josh Richardson and the others come back, uh, all of these guys lose a bit of value, and probably only Tim Hardaway becomes must roster alongside Chris Stapps and Luka Doncic. It will be very interesting to see what Dorian Finney-Smith does and some of the bigs do. Kleber and he were both ranked inside on projections inside the top 120 in the season. So just watch and see what happens once everybody is back. Probably Willie Cauley-Stein loses even more value than he did today. He only had 18 minutes, but he did manage to have two steals and two blocks among uh, his lines. So if you've got Willie Cauley-Stein, you might just hold him until those other big guys come back. For the Indiana Pacers, there's always a lot of fantasy interesting stuff for them. Of course, at the moment, Miles Turner is sitting out. So Sabonis, if he needed any other excuse to keep cooking, he did. Uh, probably, as we've mentioned before, it's only the three throw percentage that's hurting you. He's 45th on a per game basis on the season, but he's 28th if you punt free throw percentage. And of course, in points leagues, he is an absolute beast. Tonight, he had 25 points. He had 10 rebounds. He had four assists. He was nine for 15 from the field and three for four from deep. If he starts hitting three-pointers as well, in a massive 40 minutes, of course, uh, with the aforementioned Miles Turner sitting out. The other fantasy stud of the top class quality brigade is Malcolm Brogdon at the moment. He had 26 points. He had three rebounds, five assists, one steal, nine for 20 from the field, three for nine from deep to three throw percentage. The, 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 I'll get it right in a moment, the three-point percentage, a little bit lacking tonight, but you love that volume. And he was, of course, five for five, perfect from the foul line where he is a modern-day Rick Barry. He's almost automatic, the fella. Now, of the other fellas who play for the Indiana Pacers, there, of course, a guy called Doogie McDermott. Uh, he is a streamer at the moment. He might be a bit of a long streamer because he had 16 points. He had eight rebounds. You love that, don't you? Get in there and get those boards. He had three assists. He was six for 16 from the field, two for seven from deep, which is a little bit putrid, but... You will accept that uh, he played 34 minutes. Now, all of these guys getting a little bit of an uptick because of no Miles Turner. But Doug McDermott, if he's on your waiver wire and you need some threes and some points and a few rebounds, why not? Uh, at the moment, he's actually shooting pretty well prior to the night he was anyway. Now, we saw Jerry Lamb return. This is very interesting, isn't it? Get some Lamb on your fork because he had 10 points. He had two assists. He didn't have any rebounds. Uh and he was just in you know, 19 minutes, he shot four for eight from the field. Now, it'll be interesting to see if his minutes ramp up. Uh, we've got Edmund, Edmund Summer at the moment playing 14 minutes. Aaron Holiday played 26 minutes in the six-man role. TJ McConnell played 20 minutes. Probably five of TJ's minutes go to Lamb. That gets him to 24. And maybe four of Edmund Summer's 14 minutes go. That gets him to 28 minutes. In 28 minutes, because of the de- defensive... Uh, Upside that that he offers, Jeremy Lamb is an interesting guy that you could add preemptively, hoping that he gets you know into that top eighty to one hundred range uh, on a per game basis as he chugs along. Because of the the trades that they've got, and with Levert not playing, he is an interesting guy. Another thing that is very very interesting is becoming a subscriber to Hoopball because when you're a subscriber to Hoopball, 
you get a lot of really, really good stuff. The Fantasy Pass is what you need. It's the best deal in the industry at just $4.99 a month. And now we're into the regular season. There is zero commitment. Sign up for one month for just five bucks. If you don't like it, you can cancel. But you know, we, we love, we know that you will love it. Uh, of course, always nice to have that option to be able to you know, cancel if you don't like something. The Fantasy Pass has everything you'll need to dominate all year long. Updated projections, new fantasy appraiser tools, schedule and streaming charts, pickups, drops in our newest and coolest feature, the Hoopball Discord server, which I bang on about all the time. Look, if you haven't joined up yet and you've heard me talk about it before, it's only five bucks. Check it out for one month. There's just amazing little threads on there with lots of different information about uh, general stuff, about DFS stuff. There's stuff on there about uh, help with trades. There's ads and drops. You can get one-on-one help and support. I just drop into DMs with the experts over there, and you can do the same thing as well. Join up. It is fantastic. Go to hoop-ball.com. Check, click on the Fantasy Pass ad just below the main media wall, and you will not be disappointed. The next game on the slate was... One of my most hated teams in all the sports, of course, the Boston Celtics, going down to my formerly beloved Philadelphia 76ers. I say formerly because, of course, I'm Australian. I love Ben Simmons, despite his flaws. And I was really on the Philadelphia 76ers bandwagon for a while with him and uh, JoJo. But JoJo, I just had the shits with him after he made those comments about Carl Anthony Towns' hair and all of his kind of uh, to and fro and and I just had enough of him. So I jumped off that bandwagon and I jumped on the Mavs bandwagon now. But uh, I do digress. This was an interesting game. It was interesting mostly because of Joel Embiid. Let's break the habit of starting with the away team and start with the home team because he was absolutely mammoth. He had 42 points. He had 10 rebounds, two assists, two steals, one block, 12 for 19 from the field. He had a three-pointer as well, 17 for 21 at the charity stripe. <laughs> and to put that into perspective, the Celtics themselves only had 20 attempts from the foul line, and Joel Embiid beat that by himself. Ben Simmons also got to the line 10 times, hit seven of those shots. Uh, he was 11 points, eight rebounds, two assists, uh, and he did have you know three turnovers. He's pretty high there. He only had five shots, Ben Simmons. He's still providing sneaky value because he stuffs those other categories, those eight rebounds and eight assists. Uh, he is still a bit of a buy low. I would suggest if you could sell, I don't know, sell a, a top 50, top 60 guy for him. If you're punting three throw percentage and you don't care about turnovers, that's worth considering. In points leagues, he still has very good value. Good value at the moment is still Shake Milton as well. He looks like the sixth man they really want to just keep pumping out there. He had 16 points. He had two three-pointers. It's six for six from the foul line, four for 10 from the field. 29 minutes for him. Uh, he did have one rebound, one assist uh, as well, and one steal. Uh, Tyrese Maxey, wow, donuts. He had zero points, two rebounds, two steals, uh, two assists, sorry, no steals, no blocks, no three-pointers, no field goals, and he didn't hit any foul shots. That was full of donuts, and he is a drop. Uh, but we will probably look back on the time when he was having these monster games and the, the biggest score by a starter since, uh, uh, what's his name, way back in the 1960s. So, yeah, Tyrese Maxey is a drop. And for the Boston Celtics, it was Marcus Smart who had a huge game. And it was great to see Marcus Smart getting back to his very best. He had 25 points. He had four rebounds. He had four assists. Uh, he did... He had one steal as well. He didn't have any blocks, although he normally will get you those. 10 for 19 from the field at 52.6%. Uh, just one for six from deep, where he's not a fantastic three-point shooter. Very streaky. 
four for seven from the foul line. So not great percentages from the foul line and the three-point line, but uh, 10 for 19 from the field. You cannot complain about that. Marcus Smart, one of the top MacGyvers in the NBA. Uh, Grant Williams played a game. He had four points and a lot of donuts, and he has been a disappointment. He did start, however. Jalen Brown had 26 points. He had five rebounds, three assists, uh, just three for 10 from deep. Uh, the uh, Celtics were not very good uh, from uh, downtown in this game, and that helped them lose, apart from, of course, JoJo absolutely dominating them. Big news for the Celtics was Kemba Walker playing again. He had 21 minutes. He didn't play at all in the third quarter. There's that minutes restriction on him. It's good news for the Celtics fans to see him having 15 shots, though. He was 6 for 15 from the field, 5 for 9 from the three-point line. So those five threes are very tasty. And if you stashed him after drafting him at 80 or 90 or 100 or whatever, you're probably pretty happy with what you're seeing. His minutes will ramp up, and you just hope that he stays healthy. Um, Peyton Pritchard, you might see him on some waiver wires because he had three points and just two assists in his 19 minutes. Big news as well was Daniel Tice, the huge European, because he had 23 points. He had 10 rebounds, one assist, one steal. It was 10 for 11 from the field. So you don't go crazy. You probably want to see a bit more of this. He's not going to shoot 10 for 11 from the field and uh, you know hit a three-pointer and also be perfect from the foul line in every game to hit, to get those 23 points. Uh, we expect him to you know drop off a little bit from this. Jeff Teague, as I've said before, is not one of the top six men in the NBA anymore. He had five points, three rebounds, two assists, and he is a drop in any kind of format except for maybe 14 teams or 16 teams and deeper. The next game on the slate was the Detroit Pistons up against the Atlanta Hawks. And this was all about Clint Capella, wasn't it? He had an absolutely massive night, as I mentioned earlier, 27 and 26. I think I said 26 and 25 before. 27 and 26, my goodness. 27 points, 26 rebounds, two assists, one steal, five blocks. I've got to say this slowly because it's just so mammoth. 10 for 18 from the field with this you know, beautiful 55%. And he even, well, he was 7 for 12 from the foul line. I was going to say he even hit seven foul shots, of course. <laughs> you don't like that 58.3% from the foul line, but you won't complain with the rest of that. Wow, just amazing. 12 offensive rebounds. 14 defensive ones, 12 offensive rebounds. If you're playing a points league with extra points for offensive boards, he probably got 100 points <laughs> in this game. Unbelievable. Trey Young is unbelievable too. He had, 30, he had 38 points, 10 assists, two steals, one block. Uh, he was 11 for 26 from the field. You, you, you know you're not going to expect fantastic field goal percentage. Three for five from deep, which was nice because his three-point uh, three percentage, I'm always having trouble with three-point percentage of late, saying that his three-point percentage of late uh, has not been good, but he managed three for five tonight, which you love. 13 for 19 from the foul line, though. Uh, that hurts you on that high volume, missing six of those. But, gee, 19 shots at the stripe. You'd like to see that in his 44 minutes, massive minutes for a lot of the Hawks because DeAndre Hunter is still out. While he's out, Kevin Herter is cooking and he is a pickup. If you're looking for someone uh, on the waiver wire, he had 17 points. He had five rebounds. He had four assists and two steals. He was six of 12 from the field and he hit three three-pointers and he was perfect at the foul line. Kevin Herter is a sneaky good value add at the moment. Solomon Hill is not. He had 40 minutes, but he just had six points. He'd have five rebounds and three assists. John Collins, 31 points, 11 rebounds and one steal, one block for him, 13 for 24 from the field. A lot has been said about John Collins. I think he, he is still 
maybe if people don't realise that the sneaky value he's providing, possibly a buy low, but uh, he and Trey are going to end up having value on the season and you'd think they would work it out. This was a good win for them against a Detroit team that's not that fantastic, but that has surprised a few people. What has made them fantastic for fantasy owners is Jeremy Grant. If you have him, like I do in a few leagues, you are celebrating almost every game now. He had 32 points, six rebounds, five assists. Uh, he had two three-pointers and he was 12 for 22 from the field. That's like a Michael Jordan line, isn't it? 32, six and five. <laughs> I mean, of course, I'm not comparing Jeremy Grant to Michael Jordan, but those are that's a that's really good line. Uh, Blake Griffin was back. I'm not buying this cool lady. Cool lady at 17 points, seven rebounds, four assists, one steal. It was five for five from the foul line. Now, if he falls onto your waiver wire, he's probably worth grabbing and in a points league for sure. But you just never know when he's going to miss games, do you? And if you're in weekly set leagues, he can really hurt you because he just suddenly is out and misses two games or something. So I'm not sure if I buy into that too deeply. Delon Wright had seven points, five rebounds, four assists, three steals. He is a borderline drop. I I have him in a couple of spots. I dropped him. I picked him up here and there. He's probably going to bounce off and on rosters all season. He's not that fantastic. Wayne Allington, uh, starting at shooting guard at the moment, played 33 minutes. He had 16 points, one rebound, two, uh, three assists, and he was four for nine from deep. If you're in a 14-team league, he's a must-add. If you're in a 12-team league, you could consider adding him. If you've got injury problems, you're looking for a streamer or something, if he's got a four-game week coming up, you might even just grab him right now and just see how this plays out because he was pretty good today. And that sounds weird, but weird stuff happens during the basketball season and during the fantasy basketball season as well. The next game on a pretty big slate, which would have been even bigger except for those postponement postponements, was the Miami Heat uh, getting by the Toronto Raptors by nine points. For the Raptors, Chris Boucher only had 22 minutes. He had eight points only. He did have um, just one rebound and one, uh, sorry, one rebound, two assists, one steal, no blocks, only seven shots in his 22 minutes. Suddenly, uh, he was being displaced a bit by uh, Terrence Davis, who played 24 minutes. He had 16 points, uh, four rebounds, one assist, three steals. He was six or 12 from the field. Now, uh, obviously, if you can go out and do a buy low on Chris Boucher after this and try and get him for a top 50 or 60 player, maybe you can talk the guy who's got him into panicking and saying he's going to go back to only getting 22 minutes. But uh, yeah, I, I think we need to see a bit more of this. And we just write this off as him having a bad game, which even very good players do every now and then. I still wish that I'd drafted him in a few spots. I have zero Chris Bouchers. Uh, OG Odenobi had 18 points. He had seven rebounds. He had three assists, one steal. He was four for eight from deep. Uh, six for 12 from the field. He's sneaking into the top 40 value now. Somebody sent me a trade for him, shout out to the Roto League that I'm in, offering me uh, a deal including Dylan Brooks for OG Ananobi. And I replied saying, oh, Dylan Brooks' shooting is ranker than septic and I have almost uh, choked laughing out loud at this trade offer. Please do not insult me and do not insult yourself by wasting our time, <laughs> OG, for a deal including Dylan Brooks. OG is a stud. And at any time, if he has a couple of games in a row where he's not that great and you can buy a low on him, you go out and do it, especially in category leagues. Kyle Lowry had eight points. He had uh, one rebound, two assists. Uh, he, uh, sorry, he had, let me say that again. Kyle Lowry had eight points. He had 10 rebounds, seven assists. He had one steal, 
Uh, and he also had uh, a couple of blocks in there. He was one for 10 from deep, though, and two for 12 from the field, which is obviously uh, pretty disgusting. Pascal Siakam was having a down season. He had 18 points, six rebounds, two assists, one steal. He was seven for 15 from the field for the Miami Heat. Bam Adebayo was back, and he had 14 points. He had 13 rebounds. He had seven assists. He was six for 14 from the field. You expect a bit better, but he was two for two from the foul line. You expect worse, so can't complain about that. Kelly Olinick, as I mentioned earlier, when he has a couple of games that falls onto the waiver wire, he is a must-add, a must-grab at the moment. The big Canadian with the long hair, the hippie legend. He had 15 points. He had eight rebounds. He had eight assists. 15, eight, and eight. Wow. It's like a Jimmy Butler line if he gets a few more points. He was just five for 10, very efficient. He did it two three-pointers as well, and he was a perfect three for three from the foul line. We love Kelly. Shout out to Dan for talking him up. I've got him in a couple of leagues, and you just absolutely love it, don't you? Goran Dragic, 17 points, five assists, one steal, six for 16 from the field, three for seven from deep. We've talked about Goran before, haven't we, being a guy that you maybe you stream here and there when guys are out, but... He's definitely not a must-hold player, but you love to see that line from the veteran. Duncan Robinson does what he does, four for six from the three-point line, 14 points, three rebounds, one assist. He even got a block for you. Happy birthday to you (laughs) if you got a block from Duncan Robinson. The next game that I'm reviewing for you was the Orlando Magic winning a thriller, not a fantastic game of basketball, but it was fantastic for the Rook. As I mentioned, Cole Anthony, who hit the buzzer beater winner from deep and the Magic won 97 points to 96 for the Magic. Cole Anthony, let's start with him. He was five for seven from the field, extremely efficient, which is unlike him this season. He had 13 points, seven rebounds, three assists. He had one block and hit that game-winning buzzer beater. <laughs> if you're playing a league where that's a category, as I do, I play in one league on fan tracks where uh, game-winning buzzer beaters is one of the categories, 17-category league. And I think there's been two this season so far. Might be three now, and he's got one of them. Uh, pretty amazing stuff from the Rook, and maybe that augurs well for him. Uh, being able to hit some shots as the season goes on. Evan Fournier was back. That was the big story for the Magic. He had 24 points. He had two assists, two steals. He was nine for 21 from the field. And obviously, they're a better team with him out there playing because, you know, they've been depleted by their injury losses. Uh, Nikola Vucevic had 28 points. He had eight rebounds. He had four assists, one steal, and two blocks. Vuce obviously just keeps providing massive value. He was 11 for 27 from the field, though. 27 shots. That is some volume. Uh, three for seven for deep from deep and three for four. From the field, Vooch just keeps on keeping on. Aaron Gordon had 13 points, nine rebounds, seven assists, one steal, four blocks. He was three for nine from the field, which is not very nice, but he's really stuffing those stats, isn't he, now? Um, if you did draft him around pick 100 or 90 or something, you did very well. You probably hold him unless you can get somebody top 60 or top 70 for him. If you can swindle it, I would go ahead and do that in a sell high at any point if he can string three or four or five really good games together, you would consider that. Although, you know, I'm almost starting to have second thoughts about this now because uh, just because of the opportunity he's getting there and uh, picking up all those boards and stuff too, we'll see how that plays out. Uh, for the Timberwolves at the moment, without Carl uh, anthony Towns, shout out to him, hope he gets well soon. It continues to be the D'Angelo Russell show. He had 19 points. He had two rebounds. He had six assists. He had two blocks. Seven for 17 from the field. Every now and then he has these games where he doesn't shoot very well. In fact, 
they probably one good one for one bad one, usually with D'Angelo. Uh, he was four for seven from deep, though, and he does fill up a lot of categories, and he's providing top 40 value on the season and even better on points leagues. Uh, Malik Beasley had 13 points. He had five, uh, seven rebounds, five assists, and one steal. He was not good from the field, five for 15. In fact, the team as a whole shot 42% from the field, which is one of the reasons they didn't make it to 100 points. Naz Reed. Now, the Naz Reed, Jared Vanderbilt, who is going to be interesting when Cat is out? Today, it was Naz Reed. He had 14 points, three rebounds, one assist, but three blocks and two three-pointers in his 29 minutes. He is a streamer, um, but you just you just don't know what you're going to get with him. It's not that fantastic. Is it only three rebounds from your center? Jaron Vanderbilt had, <laughs> speaking of not fantastic, but uh, somehow salvaged because of the steals and blocks. He had four points. He had three rebounds, one assist, one steal, one block, uh, and he's just 17 minutes. That's not enough. I streamed him. I think I'll just hold him for one more game to see what happens, uh, but not that fantastic. And Anthony Edwards continues to be not that fantastic. He just had 13 points um, in his 22 minutes and a lot of zeros. No rebounds, no assists, uh, no steals, no blocks, and he had two turnovers. Uh, Three for 14 from the field, one for four from the three-point line, and one for two from the foul line. Uh, He's like the donut boy, this guy. He's getting so many donuts, and he's a drop. There are better rookies out there on the waiver wire that you could have a crack at than him. Now, before we jump into our next game, I'd like to remind you that Valentine's Day is coming up very soon. My wife is already reminding me. She sends me a text um, about every six hours to say it's three weeks away. Well, you need to get yourself trimmed and sorted out downstairs, don't you? Valentine's Day is upon us, and you need to make sure you're ready for wherever the night might take you. Our friends at Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming, are here to tell you that you need to use the best tools for the job so you can be ready for anything on that special day. Two million men are already using Manscaped products to groom. Make sure you're one of them. Your girl can't think of what to get you this year. Tell her to get you the gift that is right for you and for her. She can get you the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0, full of the best products to keep you looking, smelling, and feeling nice. The Perfect Package 3.0 is led by their revolutionary third-generation lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, which has advanced skin-safe technology and features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. You don't want those, do you? The Perfect Package 3.0 will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxes that'll keep your junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those overused pair of boxes to Manscaped's high-performance anti-chafing boxes, easily the comfiest boxes that uh, we've ever tried on. Both Scott and I agree with that. So this is the perfect package for your perfect package. It comes with a refined cologne set as well. Get 20% off and free shopping shipping with the code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com. Happy Valentine's Day from them and from us and from all of your partners and wives and girlfriends um, on their behalf. The Phoenix Suns up against the Houston Rockets. The Suns won another tight game, 109 to 103. They had a huge game from DeAndre Ayton. 26 points, 17 rebounds, three assists, five blocks, 11 for 15 from the field. That's fantastic. Boy, after tonight's game, I'm glad I didn't trade him away for Chris Boucher. Um, but, uh, you know, we don't expect him to be this amazing every night. But, you know, if you can string some of these kind of to games or just off these together, you're very happy because you spent a lot of draft capital on him, didn't you? I drafted him in the second round in three leagues and uh, it's been pretty rough. McCall Bridges, speaking of rough, he's had a roughish couple of weeks, 
Really good last game. This game was just eight points, but he did get five rebounds, five assists, one steal, one block. Hit a three-pointer as well, one for one at the foul line. Just three of seven from the field, though. Every now and then, the volume will not be there for him, especially if Aiton is having 15 shots and going off. Uh, Devin Booker, who I was calling Trevor Booker earlier, my goodness, he had 24 points, five rebounds, two assists, one block, and he was 10 for 18 from the field. Uh, a good game from Devin, but once again, those assists are not quite there. Chris Paul had a quiet night. He had 13 points, four rebounds, four assists, one steal, one block, one three-pointer, but he was four for four at the foul line. Keeps chugging along. He's inside the top 50. Uh, he probably doesn't He doesn't get back to where he was last year, but if you did draft him in that fourth or fifth or sixth round, uh, you're still pretty happy with solid performances that he's giving you. For the Houston Rockets, Victor Oladipo called off a little bit. He was seven for 22 in this game at 31%. That's a bit awful. 22 points, five rebounds, six assists. He did have three steals and a block, though, at a three-point. He was seven for seven from the foul line, so still a good line from Vic. Yeah, so when John Wall comes back, we'll have to see how this plays out for Vic. Uh, He'll probably have less than 22 shots, but we think, of course, that uh, Eric Gordon won't be having 20 shots a night, and obviously Vic will be more efficient. DeMarcus Cousins is a drop. He just had three points, only 14 minutes. Uh, Christian Wood is just so good. He had 20 points. He had 11 rebounds, two assists, two steals, two blocks, eight for 18 from the field. You're delighted if you drafted him, aren't you? And not so much if you drafted DeMarcus Cousins. The next game on the slate was the San Antonio Spurs up against the Golden State Warriors. For the Spurs, all you need to know is DeJounte Murray is very good. He had 22 points. He had six rebounds, three assists, two steals. He stuffs the categories. LaMarcus Aldridge, oh my goodness. He has one good game and one bad game. He had four points on two for eight. Um, he's a hold because you spent you know, the capital on him that you did, but uh, gee, it doesn't look good. Keldon Johnson had 12 points. He had eight rebounds, three assists, but he was two for 12 from the field. This was a pretty horrible game for the Spurs with their shooting. Paddy Mills was three for 11. He had six points, three rebounds, two steals. Uh, nothing really good to say other than Jante Murray was good. Everybody else was not very good for the Spurs. For the Golden State Warriors, they are rounding into form, aren't they? Stephen Curry had 26 points, 11 rebounds, 7 assists. Um, he was 10 for 17 from the field, 4 for 8 from deep, and 2 for 2 from the charity stripe. Kelly Oubre Jr., you're glad if you didn't sell uh, low on him because he had 16 points. He had 9 rebounds. He had 2 steals, 1 block, 2 three-pointers, 6 for 8 from the foul line. James Wiseman, 20 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists. 8 for 11 from the field, which is beautiful field goal percentage. And uh, I mentioned before that he's not necessarily a must-hold, but you probably hold him and hope that he gets better as the season goes along in terms of his consistency. And now the final game of the evening was the LA Clippers dishing out another flogging G. They just flogging people two out of every three games, aren't they? It was 115 points to 96 that they beat the Sacramento Kings for the victorious Clippers, Paul George had another great game. He had 19 points. He had seven rebounds. He had 12 assists. He had one steal. He had two blocks. He is returning high-end first-round value so far. He's been great. Uh, Kawhi Leonard is also great. He had 32 points. He had five assists. He had six uh, steals. My goodness, six steals. 13 for 22 from the field, and uh, he's a legend. And you love the fact that he's not missing games. The Clippers are locked in, and they look like they are on uh, track for a grudge match in the playoffs against the Lakers, unless 
Of course, they managed to uh, choke again. Nicholas Batum had 11 points. He had three rebounds and three steals in his 26 minutes. Patrick Beverly had six points. He had one steal and one block. He will get you those peripherals, and he did have two threes as well. Zubats, in his 22 minutes, had a double-double with 11 points and 12 rebounds, but you need to see a few more games before you really trust him unless you're in deeper leagues. Serge Ibaka had uh, just 8.6 rebounds, one assist and one steal. He's really trending towards being a drop, his old Serge. And Lou Williams, I told you about three weeks ago to drop him, didn't I? And he has not been great. For the Sacramento Kings, uh, Harrison Barnes had a bit of a turd burger of a game. He had five points, five rebounds, two assists, one steal in his 31 minutes. And I did warn that he would drop off. He was a sell high. And he still may be, if you can flog him off for a guaranteed top 80 or 90 player, I would do it because... uh, to me, he falls outside the top 100. Rashawn Holmes just had eight points, but he had seven rebounds. He had four assists. He had one steal and one block. Uh, Sean Holmes, Rishon, Shawnee, Horny Holmes has been having a great season and he continues to rock. Tyrese Halliburton had just 11 points. He had three rebounds, two assists and one steal. Definitely hold him. Do not drop Darren Fox. Came back to earth a little bit, but still had a big game. He had 25 points. He had seven assists. He had one steal, four rebounds, and he had two three-pointers as well. And then, of course, the other guy that's interesting there is Buddy Heald. He had 13 points. He had two rebounds, three assists, and he had three big steals. That is it for the box score breakdown today, Wednesday, the 20th of January. Uh, First time for me to go solo, and it was (laughs) hard yards, as they say in the trade. But we will soldier on and these solo shows, I will try to add a bit more spice and make it interesting for you. And tomorrow night, we're, tomorrow night, of course, we have Brent, the middleman, back with me and that is going to be rocking. If you've got any questions for Brent, you can drop them on Twitter or you can ask in Discord. Bye for now and keep on rocking. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.